when things are temporary, right? So typically it's a three month contract. So when you know something is only three months, it's way easier to power through and to get through and to put up with things that you would never do if you worked at a place full time, right? You can see an end in sight. So it's like, okay, I just have to get through this for three months. And that was kind of what I was thinking last night of like, this is my last time. This is my last time. This is my last time. And it helped me. Welcome back to the Freedom and Scrubs podcast. We're your hosts, Kim and Aaron G. This is episode 32. And in this episode, we are going to talk about the five unexpected lessons that we have learned through traveling for the past eight years. So I'm really excited about this episode because we're talking about lessons we've learned over the last eight years that we weren't expecting. Yeah. That were things that we've learned and we grew from. And almost what we found out in hindsight. Exactly. It's when like we, reflecting back, yeah. like, wow, like we've learned so much. Mm-hmm. And so we're gonna share five of those things with you. And it kind of piggybacks on what we're gonna be doing next week. Or so, foreshadows. Four yeah, foreshadows, not piggyback. Yeah. Because right? piggyback would be it already happened. Already happened. Okay. So it's foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Next week, so we're about to launch Traveler School again mm-hmm. on February... 7th? 8th? 9th. I don't know. I'm so sorry. February 9th. February 9th. And for those of you who don't know, if you're a healthcare traveler, we have a course for healthcare travelers. And it's a seven-module course. And it basically walks you through step-by-step everything that there is to know about the industry and how to set yourself up for success as a traveler. We put everything all in one place so it's super easy to learn the things. So we're going to be launching that. And leading up to that launch, we're going to kick it off with a two-part free training series where we're going to share five... Five of the biggest mistakes travelers make. Which is huge. Yeah. These are things that are going to be kind of more logistical Mm -hmm. and things that we did back in the day in 2012 when we started traveling and the costly mistakes that we made and time, money, all of that stuff. So we're going to dive into that. So if you want to sign up for that, we'll put a link in the show notes. And when you sign up, we'll email you the details of how you can join us live for the free training. Yep. And it's totally free. So whether you decide to move on and enroll in traveler school or not, you'll still get tons of value and learn a lot just from the training that we're Oh yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And what I love about the training is it's kind of one of our new ways. And it's really my favorite way because we've done it all the time. We do it in like a pop-up Facebook group. So everybody in that group is there for the same purpose of that training. And so it's a really... Um, you're you're in the audience with a like-minded audience, right? Yeah. So everybody's in it for that. People who are excited yeah. and are either newer to traveling or want to start traveling but haven't yet. So it's you're surrounded by like-minded travel friends. Yeah. So it's one of our favorite ways to do it. So head over to the show notes, grab the link, sign up, and we'll yeah. send you the details. And all the details. Okay. So can we just talk about last night for a second? Well, should we back it up a little bit? Okay. So, so today is Super Bowl Sunday. 
and at the time of this recording, and it's one fifty-two, and the game starts at three thirty Pacific time, right? So I am itching, basically. Basically, we got it. We're getting the podcast done, so we don't have to come home tomorrow and do it, which has been our routine after work. Mm-hmm. Um, and and once we're done, I'm setting Aaron loose. He can do all the Super Bowl things. I have some other stuff I want to do, and then I'm going to join him later. But so last night was. My last night of call. But it wasn't initially your last night of call. So I wasn't... Okay, let's back it up. Yeah. So I've been working at the same place for almost six months. More than six months. More eight, how, eight, eight months. months? Holy crap. Okay. And I've taken call an average of like twice a month, three times a month in some situations. I have never once, not one time, gotten called in. Okay, so all of my stenographer friends or anybody who takes call can appreciate that of like, wow, like I've never been called in. It's been so easy. And this facility isn't a place that you do get called in all the time. It's hit or miss. So never been called in. I was off the call schedule. Okay, I was done. I had, what, eight days left of work? Yeah, eight days of work. I was left. completely done. So the girl that I work with on Saturdays ended up getting into a little bit of trouble and she was off this weekend. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, I had to not only work all alone yesterday, so 10 hours of just like nonstop being Which by myself. Which usually have somebody else there. Right. That's you. Thing. It's usually both of us. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, we split everything. It's double the easy. load now. Yeah. And I had to pick up her call. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I made it through my shift. I'm like, okay, cool. I just have call. I just have call. Hopefully it'll be a quiet night, which is funny because I knew I was like, and I even put it on Instagram. I was like, who thinks I'm going to get called in tonight? And like, oh yeah. I mean, it's a hundred percent. Like you have to, you have to say the girls that you work with were talking about the fact that you've never been called in. And they said, if you get another night of call, you're going to get destroyed. Oh yeah. Like I knew it. I put it out into the universe Mm -hmm. and it, it was just kind of expected. It's like, the call gods have been so good to me for the last eight months. I was like, I knew I was going to go out with a bang. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't expect was to be banged that hard. <laughs> and not in a good way. Okay? Right. Not in a good way. Like, I got off work exhausted. You did more patients on call than you did during your normal 10 hours of shift work, didn't you? No. Okay. No, because I ended up doing, I was busy yesterday. Uh. But a normal day, yes. But because I was alone, I was much busier. But I pulled in so excited, so starving, ready to come in, have dinner, sit down. I literally pull into my parking spot, get called in. So I'm like, crap, so I have to, and we live 30 minutes away. So I had to drive all the way back, did two patients, mm-hmm. two, came home, had dinner, which Aaron, side note, prepared the most delicious dinner and cleaned the house. Well, we'll get into that a little bit too. So oh, it's the it perfect was like storm. such a moment. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so I just felt like so grateful, like, okay, I get to come home and just eat dinner. You've done everything. I have nothing I have to do. Finished like the last bite of my steak and got called back. So drove back to work, two patients. Again, this never freaking happens. Never happens. Two patients do those come back. Now it's like 11 o'clock at night. And I'm like, okay, I'm so exhausted. can barely keep my eyes open. I basically have been going since 6 a.m., at this point, crawl into bed, pass out, get called back at 
4 a.m. Mm-hmm. Drive back and... Come back at 6.30. Yep, I got home at like 6, crawled back into bed. And it's just like, it was laughable because mm-hmm. I think that that has never happened in the history of calls at this hospital from all the sonographers I work with. Yeah, and I think it's crazy because I was actually going to do an Instagram story last night because I was almost just thinking like... It's really not talked about a lot. I mean, I probably is, but just the fact of, you know, I had dinner prepared for you at, you know, when you came home at six, right? It was like ready to go. So I had everything prepped, everything ready and come in, enjoy your, your dinner, had the sweet potatoes going for an oh, hour. They were perfect. They were. And like you pull in the parking lot before you even walk in the house, you're like, I got to go back to work. So then you drive back in. So you drove there three times three last times. night. Which is crazy. And so you didn't even come in until 1130. So then I was planning my whole night of just like debriefing and getting ready for this podcast and like the launch. and The whole day went to shit basically. Basically. Well, and speaking of that, um, our poor little pug who turned 10 on Friday, Mm -hmm. um, I decided to go because she had to stay home all alone by herself on her birthday. And because well, we were working, now, we were working. We're right? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, and um, so I felt like I couldn't walk in the door with empty handed, so I went to Petco and I found these peanut butter molasses like cookies, like it's a big birthday cookie. And so I thought she's never done well with those, but I thought, you know what, like let her enjoy it. And then it was buy one, get one half off. So I found this other chew bone that I thought would be good. She basically destroyed both of them. No, can I just paint the picture that Mimi is sitting in her bed, two bones in her bed, eyes like wide open, like she cannot believe this is happening to her. (laughs) She gobbles up both bones in a matter of like 30 minutes. It was a little Like you would have thought it was like a lion and like an antelope. Mm -hmm. Like there was like blood all over her mouth, (laughs) like it was crumbs. But like she was in the zone, like the happiest I've ever seen her. Yeah. And so she eats the cookies, and then the next day basically has diarrhea. So I got yeah, because I got called in, which rarely happens. I've been called in twice. And it was your last day. It was my last day of call, and so we had a long case. I came home, and she has never had an accident in the house in ten years. Even as a puppy, she had one that we provoked. Like, we got her so excited that she had an accident. But other than that, she was fantastic. Yeah. We've been so blessed to have her yeah. um, be so good. But she had five diarrheas around the house and then was hiding in the corner with her big pug eyes bugging out. Her ears were back. And she was just like, I'm basically, I'm so sorry. I couldn't help it. But she even, like, was sad about it is she tore down some of the um, blinds on our back um, patio trying to get out the door. That just breaks my heart is that she was trying to claw her way out so that she could go outside because she Makes knew. Makes me sad. I know, but you know what? I'm glad. I'm actually yeah. happy that she pooped all over the house because <laughs> for her to do that, she was not in a good place. Right. She's feeling much better today, but lesson learned. Don't give your dog two if peanut butter molasses freaking giant cookies. <laughs> if okay? they can't handle it. Daddy. Right? Daddy Sorry. of the year. It was. It all was. Right. Let's get into so it was a shitty day. <laughs> to, to say the least, <laughs> all the way around. Well, then man. she was dry heaving at two in the morning, like up on her. Oh, yeah, it was bad. Anyway. Okay. So, with that being said, we only have eight days left of work, and then we're officially 
officially done. Going so New Zealand, that, that baby. was like my mantra. I was just like, okay, this is my last day of call. This is my last Saturday that I'll have to do this. Like, just like stay focused. Like you got this. Like that was honestly the only mm. thing that was getting me through. Well, it didn't help that you look at me and you're like, I was closing my eyes on the way home. So then I was I'm like, trying to get attention. concerned I was... that I had to ride with you to work. I was trying to get attention. Mm-hmm. And I secretly wanted you to drive me. I know. You did not take the bait. I did not. Dick. <laughs> okay. So let's get into the five things. And I feel like number one kind of goes into like what I just said mm-hmm. about the mantra. But number one of the five unexpected lessons we've learned is that the most challenging assignments that we get are our greatest teachers. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, A, remembering as a traveler that everywhere you go is temporary. And so when things are temporary, right, so typically it's a three-month contract. So when you know something is only three months, it's way easier to power through and to get through and to put up with things that you would never do if you worked at a place full time, right? You can see an end in sight. So it's like, okay, I just have to get through this for three months. And that was kind of what I was thinking last night of like, this is my last time. This is my last time. This is my last time. And it helped me. Well, and I even think because there's, you know, different contracts, especially for like um, speech language pathologists, occupational therapists, a lot of times they'll do school years. But I think for the most part, what I'm saying is if there's an end in sight, it makes it easier. Exactly. Right? Because when you're thinking, this is my life for the next 20 years until I move or do something else that seems dramatic. It's impossible. It's impossible. But when you know there's an end in sight, we've been here eight months. And every time we've extended, it's like, okay, there's an end in sight. I can stay positive to whatever's going on. I could not. And I say this, you know, with... First, just saying that I love everybody I work with. I really do. This has been one of my favorite contracts because of the people, hands down. Mm -hmm. I would never, ever, ever work at this place full time. Me neither. The stuff that goes on there, if I was full time, I would be miserable, right? But knowing that, okay, it's temporary. I can get through. And so using that as a way to grow and to learn what we like to do because we're all about... I mean, for those of you guys who know us or have been following us, like, like we're about using every opportunity to grow and to become better versions of ourselves, period. And every story. Day. Like, that's what life's about. We always want to be a better version of ourselves and we want to keep pushing ourselves and challenging ourselves to reach new heights of who we are, right? Mm-hmm. And so I always look at it, we always look at it as, okay. How, what can I learn from this? Like, mm-hmm. how can I show up to this assignment and use this quote unquote shitty situation as a way to grow as a person, to work on my confidence, to work on, you know, speaking up. That's been a big thing of like speaking up when, you know, it's not easy to, how can I work on that? So I'm always like, what can I work on for myself? So at least I could walk away from this contract feeling like that I walked away with some kind of new tool, new thought, new mindset, mm-hmm. new, just, just a, uh, Something that I can take with me and apply into other areas for the of next my time. Life. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that mindset or that just change in perception mm-hmm. can change your entire experience. Well, and I as think I think even saying that, like, because there's a lot of times that we talk about all this stuff, the mindset of just like it's temporary. You should have this positive attitude, and and that doesn't mean that you're not going to be triggered or you're not going to have shitty days or. You're not going to be negative or you're not going to fall into the trap of, you know, the misery loves company kind of thing. And so like yesterday at that call that I went back to, I got triggered and something triggered me, 
majorly to where I actually threw something, which I never do. I didn't throw it at anybody. I threw it like in the trash can, like really hard. And like, I, I pitched it. It was a hissy. Like yeah. I, I threw a hissy. Like an adult man hissy. I felt myself getting very rageful and it was, it was a principal thing, right? Like it was the principality of the whole thing of like mediocrity and why aren't we driving to be better? And I don't understand this and blah, 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 blah. And so, but then I caught myself and I was like, wow, why was I so upset about that? And it, it can lead to a discussion and it's great, but it's also one of those things where I wanted to check in with myself to wonder why I was so triggered. Not that the facility does this and this is the way they do it and that just pisses me off. It's about me understanding that like, why was I triggered by that? Yeah. And why did I react that way instead of in a helpful way? And so that's something that I'm reflecting and currently thinking about and trying to figure out. I think that's a such a good example of being like, you can't, we can't, as travelers, walk in expecting to make changes, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's probably not going to happen. You're not there to create change. You're there to fill a void, to work, to be helpful. So it's not about how can I change the hospital, but how can I change me? What can I learn? What can I work on for myself, right? right. And so maybe that's being less judgmental of other people. That's a huge one for me. And the Misery Loves Company, I think that's such a that's such an easy thing to fall into. And I find myself working on this every single day because people are so negative. And I think it's just, they're not even trying to be. They're not like a bunch of assholes. It's just the conversation flow is usually about griping, bitching, this, that. And it's just a constant flow of negativity. And it's easy to get into that when you're wanting to talk and be a part of things. And I find myself doing that. And it's like, I remember for myself to work on, okay, no, like I don't want to be a part of that conversation. How can I, you know... I'm not like trying to be a creepy, like cheesy, smiling clown in the corner, <laughs> right? right? I, nobody likes that. No, you know, and I and I also like, yeah, like you don't want to be that person who's like always trying to be like positive, it's, right? There's it's a, like that's annoying too. Because it's fake. It's annoying, right. right? But it's just about being aware of that, and I don't want to bring myself down to that level just to be in a conversation when it doesn't feel good and it doesn't feel aligned with with what what kind of energy I want to be around. Oh, let me add this. This is what I just thought of. We pride our lives on trying to find the positive outlook on life in every situation that we have, right? Mm -hmm. I want to bring a positivity everywhere I go. That is naturally who I am, right? It's easy to not. It's easy to step back into it and just be miserable and just kind of fit in, right? It takes work to have a positive outlook on life. And so when you're in these contracts and negative things are happening, happening, you you don't want to lose any bit of yourself or the work that you've put into having that positive outlook. Exactly. Right? So I think in a very, very roundabout crazy way the point is is that using every contract especially the challenging ones especially the ones that feel hard you looking at it from a different perception of like cool like yeah this sucks I've got three months but what can I use what can I do to have this be a growing experience for me personally and yep. what do I want to work on because that's the only thing you can control exactly is you exactly okay number two is we wish that we would have known that there were a lot of things to learn about the industry and what we were getting ourselves into when it comes to 
recruiters, pay, all of that, Companies, like logistical stuff, interviews, all of that. Mm-hmm. Because when we first started traveling in 2012, we personally did not know any other travelers. Mm-hmm. We didn't know of any Facebook groups. There was no community. Well, Facebook really wasn't rocking and rolling when we started traveling. Yeah. It was just getting started. And we weren't a big part of it. Right. And there was no course, Mm-mm. right? And so there, I felt like there wasn't a lot of tools. And so we didn't, you, you only know what you know. And we didn't know anything. And we, and I think the worst part is we didn't know that there were things to learn. And so because of that, naturally, we just jumped into it, which was fine at the time. That's what we needed to do. And we figured it out as we went. But as we figured things out, we were making tons of mistakes costly mistakes money mistakes time mistakes and so i would just again fast forwarding i wish that we would have known because it would have saved us years of headaches and trying to just grind it out and figure things out well and i think even on the unexpected lessons that we've learned we never realized how much we would enjoy learning all of the things that go into this and then we become teachers of it which right is kind of funny. and like we just absorb so much because we realize man this is a dark hole that i don't feel like a lot of people have gone down and we need to start digging our way through this to really figure this out and it was super interesting all the things that there are all the gray areas all the things that like it's so different from full-time work as it is in healthcare traveling. And a lot of people just think, oh, I do my profession and I just do it on the road. Right. That is so far from the truth. Well, and you can do that. You That's can. What we did. But again, we, if you want it to be smooth, if you want to make the, the most, most money, success, all of that, like taking some time to learn about our industry before you step out, or even if you're just beginning and you, or you're a year in, like, Taking the time to, to learn about it because once you do, then you're good to go and you can enjoy the rest of the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's one of the reasons why we created Traveler School is because we wish that we would have had that when we first started of just like this container of support of, you know, somebody walking, somebody who's been there before us walking us through, giving us the tools and the lessons and the tips and the tricks that would have helped us start start off on the right foot from the beginning. Right. And so now there are tools like that. And so um, anyways, I think that's just, that would have changed the game for Mm -hmm. us in the beginning. So. Well, and then I think one thing that I've learned too, because of this is you've taught me through traveling, um, asking questions, right? Just to anybody and everybody. Mm -hmm. So recruiters, um, facilities, uh, doctors, and all the things like that. Like I now ask tons of questions in public that I never would have asked that I've learned so many things because I've asked them that I would have never learned if I didn't. And that's something that I've learned because you have to do it as a traveler. Yeah. The more like the more clear you feel, the more confident you feel Right. like you have to have clarity around anything you're doing. I've always been a big question asker and I love that. Mm -hmm. Like I've helped push you to ask more questions because like you want to be clear. You want mm-hmm. to be clear and understand because then you feel more confident going into anything that you do. So yeah. a great place to learn all those things, join the training we're going to be doing next week. Check out Traveler School. Check out our Facebook group. There's tons of resources now that will help support you so that you don't have to do it the hard way. Like exactly. All right. Number, number three. three. You're, you're going to learn so much professionally as a traveler. And I think that's something that 
Kim and I never, ever, 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 I think we said it on the last podcast or maybe in one of our trainings or something, but I remember just having this conversation about that was never one of our goals is, um, you know, like I want to be, I would just want to learn so much about IR or about ultrasound, but it literally has been one of those things we've looked back on and been like, holy crap, we are so much better now than we ever would have been staying full time. And the funny part is, like, we thought we were awesome when we left our full-time jobs. And then not knowing how much we were going to learn as travelers. How much, like, because you you get to work with so many different types of doctors, techs. Do things differently. Yeah, like, you really do. You get to be surrounded by all different types of ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. And so you learn so much of mm-hmm. it. And I wasn't expecting that. I thought I was like amazing. And then like getting into some of these facilities, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I suck. Well, there's right? been times that I would be in a case and I used to think I was like amazing. You know, I'm really good. Like I have good rapport with the doctors. I know my stuff. And these texts that I'd be like scrubbed in with or they would be scrubbing with the physician and they're like, calling things out and and they know everything about what they're doing like to the nth degree and I'm like wow I'm a very small puppy compared to these people like and And it's really cool and I think that you know again and just kind of like we always say when we talk about when people ask about um, what kind of experience you need to have as, as to be a traveler it's important to have to feel confident in your skill set and to have a strong foundation. And that is one thing that we did. We had a very strong foundation. Mm -hmm. We are super confident in what we knew how to do. And that's important. But also, no, you don't have to know everything. There's no way to know everything. And to know that when you go into traveling, you are going to learn so much. uh, That's just a part of the gig, Mm -hmm. you know? 100%. Um, And I, yeah, anyways, I wasn't expecting that. I think that's pretty cool. I know. Okay, number four. Traveling is obviously an out an external external adventure. experience and adventure and journey all that. Mm-hmm. but it's been more of an internal mm-hmm. journey and what i mean by that is as travelers obviously we get to move around every couple of months we get to live in such cool places in our country have cool experiences and explore places and um really dive in and get to see all kinds of cool stuff. That's yeah. such a, that's like such a, that's why we started to travel. That's mm-hmm. what we wanted. But what we didn't understand or what we didn't see at the time was that the journey that we would go on with ourselves. And it kind of just goes back to number one. Well, I think so that's why I was saying that we, sure. we talked a lot in number one because I looked down to number, you know, four and I was just like, oh boy, those, those go hand in hand with I each think other. So they do go hand in hand. It's about traveling. You are constantly living out of your comfort zone. You're making tons of decisions. You're always in places that aren't familiar to you. And when you're out of your comfort zone, you naturally have to show up and you learn and you grow and um, you figure things out. And that's such an opportunity to just, I don't know. Well, I think on for my, for my part is I realized that you cannot run from your issues. That they follow you everywhere you go. So it's like, oh, this facility is the problem. This flow is the problem. This coworker is the problem. Um, it's not me at all. 
and then you travel 3,400 miles away from your hometown and you work in another facility and guess what? Those people show up again. And so you have to choose to, to see the common denominator and start to improve yourself to not see those issues over and over again. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Number five. Okay. Number five is, uh, this is, yeah, this is a good one is, um, that Kim and I realized after, you know, unexpectedly that we would never want to go full time as healthcare or as, as healthcare professionals. And it's mainly, we got so addicted and realized how much we loved the freedom that we have doing the jobs that we do. Right, So we get to work when we want, take off when we want, and we talk about that all the time in the podcast. That's why it's Freedom and Scrubs, everything, because of how much that's, that's the ultimate goal that we set out for was to have freedom to do the things we love, but also get paid for doing what we're good at. Right. And I think that's one thing that's completely opened our eyes is because we have so much freedom, we can never imagine going back to a life where we don't. And, you know, again, full-time, you get two weeks off a year. You, you're battling PTO. You're battling seniority PTOs. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. And you only get, like, you're in the grind all year long. And you look forward to these two weeks off. And so after experiencing that and then experiencing the freedom of traveling and the time we've been able to have, like, I can never imagine going back to that kind of restriction ever again. And so... This has really showed us how we want to live and what we are going to design our life around our time, around freedom, around doing work that we love. And that was something I don't think that we expected was A, that we would never go back full time Mm -hmm. and B, that we really don't even want to be in healthcare. Right. Like that's not my passion in life at all. Right. And I think that's, well, and that's huge. And that gets into, it's not just cut and dry of like, we don't want to go full time anymore. It was, it, that led to a lot of different discussions because you can't just be like, we're not going full time. Well, you can't just settle in and work full time in a facility and still have this kind of freedom. So what does that mean for family life for where we want to go with our life? Like all these things were adjusted during these eight years of traveling yeah. to where we had this new focus of how can we make this life of freedom work exponentially throughout our lives. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. I think traveling again, just kind of to sum it all up is that it opens you up to so many different things mm-hmm. personally, professionally, and it allows you to explore different parts of yourself mm-hmm. and different- if you allow it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's important. Like, you know, it depends on your mindset and perception. A hundred percent. There, Like, there's people that absolutely don't experience or feel any of the stuff that we're talking about. So it's about mindset and perception. But this is something that we're super passionate about because this journey has changed our lives in so many ways. And it has opened up doors that we never knew possible. It has allowed us to explore other passions and things that we love. Hello, this podcast. Hello, our YouTube channel. Our Facebook group, our course. Everything. Like we fell in love with this idea of teaching and inspiring people and showing people what's possible. It's like I never would have expected that we would, I would be talking on a microphone, you know? It's like the possibilities are endless when you open yourself up to the journey of it all. Right. And I think. Yeah, because I I also, you know, you have these conversations all the time where people will even go and travel overseas for fun, but they stay in 
seven star, five star, I don't even think there is seven star resorts, but it was getting my point of just like they try to bring their world to a new world. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing is if you try to bring your facility and your experience at what you know, every facility you go to, you're completely missing out on the opportunity to grow and learn as a person, see different ways to do things and really step out and be like, wow, maybe my way back then was completely off. Right? Right. Yeah. So... Yeah, traveling again. You're always you're always gonna be living out of your comfort zone. Period. End of story. It's a part of it. And so, how you go through that mm-hmm. will determine the experience you have and the growth that you'll have. And um, it's pretty, pretty gnarly. It is exciting, amazing adventure. It so. is. It's really fun to look back on mm-hmm. and see all the growth and all the things that you've learned that oh you just gosh. yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's one of our favorite conversations. Yeah. Well, we'll leave it at that because yep. I feel like we have been going long. Oh, yeah. Mimi's been snoring. Mimi's so, been snoring. But, I'm sleeping in well, the corner. Well, I think it's one of those things where, like, she's been, she had a rough night last night. So, the fact that she's sleeping, I feel bad about waking her up. But, anyway, it's real It's real life, people. Poor thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, we will leave it at that. If you want to check out our free training Go to the show notes and sign up and we'll send you the details. And if you want to check out our course and you want to jump into that, go to kimandarong.com forward slash t-school. And um, yeah, if you like the podcast, share this with a friend, leave us a review. Yeah, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye.